Hi guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. It's as always, um, Cindy and I are here and ready to indirectly talk your ear off. Hey guys. Um, I was like, what does indirectly talk your ear off mean versus directly? So I was like really thinking that through and then I was like, I should probably say something. So there's not dead silence on this podcast. That's really why everyone tunes in is just for the dead silence. <laughs> it's your time to meditate. Don't yeah, anyone who listens tell me you don't have time to meditate. You just had like 10 seconds of silence. There's your time in the day. There's your time in the um, day. Well, I said indirectly talking your ear off because really it's just us talking each other's ears off, but like they're oh. listening. I okay. don't know. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you now. That's I'm like, like the way my brain indirectly. was processing it, but that works. Still, m- like most things that come out of my mouth, it really doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, no, it was, like it was great. No, that's right now. <laughs> I thought it was like some new lingo term podcasting thing that I was like, huh, I don't, I didn't know that's what we were, what we were doing nowadays, but. No, but I was overthinking was a it. Bunch of like new podcast stuff and like platforms, like within other like conglomerate platforms that launched actually this morning. Um, oh, but no, that is not that is not a fancy podcast term. That's just an Alex brain term. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited we're recording today because we had just done and released. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, we had just done and released our latest episode about how the energy, I loved your core. You're like, this energy will catapult you. Um, and I love that. And I think so did other people. Cause as of right now, it's like one of our most popular episodes like ever on the Slightly Spiritual podcast. Um, and it was all about um, energy updates, positive energy coming, the eclipses, your experiences, you know, having literally one foot on this earth, another (laughs) foot in the spiritual world, all these things. Yeah. And then we did our first live in a little while on Instagram, you know, on Monday. I mean, so many people joined, we had so many great questions. Um, and we had so many questions as I feel like we kind of always do, but I think just because there are more people, it felt like more, um, we had so many questions about relationships and soulmates and twin flames and like all of those things. So we decided to kind of record like a crash course on all of those. So we're going to get into it. Love it. Um, we also had so, so many tech issues on that live <laughs> or I had oh so my many God. Tech <laughs> Well, it's, well, I've actually had a lot of tech issues this week not I didn't that night but with just like generally with like my computer my airpods my like everything else has been a shit show this week Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's just I was attributing it to that and I'll talk about this in another episode but on Monday I brought like a shit ton of new crystals into my home and I was like oh my god did I like I don't know. Cause like, I believe that crystals like hold and store energy and like all these things like you and I talk about. And I was like, is this what's throwing out off like all of my electronic devices? And I was like, no, I think it's just me. I think I just, <laughs> my technology this week is like, you need to take a break, which is why like, I'm taking like a break from Instagram, like just kind of like detoxing my technology yeah. from my brain. Yeah. So smart. you got to do it sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, all right. I'm excited. I feel like 
a lot of these questions are questions that like I've had for you for a long time or that you and I have already talked about. Yeah. Um, that just like generally we get. So I want to start with the basics. So can you explain to me in layman's terms, I guess, what is a karmic relationship? Okay. So the way that I have been taught or understand karmic relationships is that it is a relationship between souls where you have essentially like a soul contract with the other person. You've agreed to enter into the relationship to either learn a lesson or heal a lesson from the past, or again, using the word karma to heal a karmic, uh, you know, uh, cycle or wheel from the past. I like to think of karma as a wheel Mm. and the key with karmic relationships is it could be with really anyone, but it could be with friends, family members, uh, in-laws, pets, mm-hmm. um, partners, like husbands, wives, romantic, you know, it could be platonic or romantic relationships that fall under like karmic relationships because you can have soul contracts with romantic partners as well as like platonic friends and family. So this might be like a silly question. I'm not really sure, but so like every relationship in our life are all of them karmic relationships. Good question. So the way I like to differentiate is you can have a soul contract with someone, but not necessarily have a full karmic relationship. But I believe that all karmic relationships also have soul contracts attached. Okay. So like I even, I kind of use the word soul contract very liberally, like Like I would say that, um, like the person on the street that you, I don't know, like, or maybe in line at at Whole Foods or whatever, right. That you're ended up having a conversation with, you were just talking about, and maybe you just said, no, it's her overheard your conversation. Like you got this, like, good luck. Or I did the same thing and it went well or whatever. Like good luck with that. That was probably a very short soul contract. We have that person. And if you ran into them and touched them in a little way that you'd help them on their journey. Right. You didn't necessarily have a karmic relationship, but you had like a soul contract, right? Okay. Even like something bad that happens when people get into accidents or, mm-hmm. you know, um, have a tough like boss or something or a bad interview or whatever it is, it can be big or small. I'd say you have a soul contract with that person because it, it catapulted you or it um, created contrast in your life to help you to move forward or change or shift okay. or heal a trigger or whatever it is. Yeah. But so you can have a soul contract and not a karmic relationship, but I'd say you can't have a karmic relationship without soul contracts attached to them. It just, it's too big of a thing. Does that help? Yes. No, that makes sense. And it's funny because you already answered my next question was like, can they be positive and negative? So I was thinking to myself, like, I think I told you about this, but a couple of weeks ago, we were leaving a restaurant with my service dog and this this drunk guy, like on a street made a comment about like, oh, everybody has a service dog now. And like, you know, scout. It's like, I'm not even joking. It's like, he's loved my life. Like I have like heart conditions. Like he has a medical alert dog for my heart conditions. So I don't pass out. I literally turned around the middle of the street outside of this restaurant in Nashville. And I screamed at this guy in the middle of the street, like a crazy person. And I was like, you literally, you were talking. And I was like, I wonder what that was supposed to teach me. And I'm sure that there are many lessons I was supposed to learn from that. But that was like the first thing that popped into my head was like, yeah, I bet that guy and I made, had something going on on the other side where like you had to have something or maybe, you know, maybe you were there to teach him that like things aren't what they appear like not everything is as it seems like, and he needs to learn, he might need to learn that lesson of like you 
not everything is the way it appears. Like, don't judge it by its cover, you know? And you- I literally was like, I have a heart condition. And now I'm screaming at you in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, you taught a lot of people something that day. Because everyone- There were like a lot of, no, like there were a lot of people around. And they all turned around and watched me scream. <laughs> so you taught a lot of people that something- oh good times good times oh my god but yes you can still contact and I don't it's you know I said this in the last podcast I'm not going to say it again but exactly what you just said of like even the bad ones and the mm-hmm. negative things that's exactly what my friend that I channeled was saying or the, or the person who's just like my friend was saying of like why do we deem things that are bad or negative or unwanted or uncomfortable as not divinely timed they yeah. are just as divinely timed and it's, it takes me a while to catch myself, but exactly what you just said. I'm like, well, even the negative one. Yes, they, they are like those things happened with that guy because you were probably meant to teach him something and like make him rethink his like a, opinions and judgment. Basically he was judging, right? I'm assuming he's also yeah. very hard and judging on himself too. And he needs to be woken up around about that. Right. So you were in his path to help hopefully change that. I don't know if it did, but at least I'm sure oh. he'll think twice before doing that again. <laughs> I hope so. Be a little less of a dick in the future. Um, Anyway, so that was my tangent. Now you guys know that you definitely shouldn't take any advice from me because I'm screaming at people in the middle of the street, but um, that's okay. Here we go. Um, Okay, so talking about karmic relationships, and sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative. Can karmic relationships become, I guess, like negative or like toxic over time? So yes, my short answer is yes. And the, again, I'm going back to soul contracts. I, I teach or share with my clients that let's use a really romantic partner. Cause this is probably the easiest one to, to uh, use as an example, right? So let's say you have a partner, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever your partner. And, you know, you guys enter the soul contract. You think it's, you know, you have all the best intentions. You're living together. You're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. You have all the things, but you get to a point where it, it becomes where it's almost like you lose yourself in the relationship, right? Or you yeah. feel like your needs are not getting met, or it can almost become where you're feel like you're putting more energy and effort in than the other person. And then it gets to a point where people start to resent one another, where mm-hmm. like someone's not letting them do something, or they feel like they can't go off and try new things, or maybe they want to start their own business, but their husband won't let them, or I don't even know, like I'm kind of making things up, right? But yeah, that's when it starts to become toxic. when those two souls have either finished the contract and haven't moved on and are holding and one's holding the other one back mm-hmm. or when um, it can become toxic when, <clears throat> excuse me, one soul within the contract becomes extremely dependent on the other one mm-hmm. where like they can't function without them or they even like in a nar- think of a narcissistic relationship, mm-hmm. right? The narcissist needs the person that's in the relationship to boost their ego, to like make them feel better. At the same time, they're putting that person down or they're like manipulating them or they're hurting them emotionally or whatever, right? That's when it starts to become toxic. Mm -hmm. That's when it becomes like when one soul is like dependent upon the other one and the other one's not getting their needs met. That's when a soul starts, or excuse me, that's when a karmic relationship can start to become kind of toxic. And it might take me a while to come around for my next question. So I'm like thinking it in my head and I just don't know the right way to ask it or put it into words. But 
you know, we, we have these experiences right in life that we sign up for, you know, on our blueprint or in these soul contracts, like whatever it is. Um, and once these relationships like become toxic, is there something that we're supposed to like learn and take away from it? Or is the soul lesson like that we can walk away from these karmic relationships? I would say in this example, probably every single person is going to have a lesson of learning to stand up for themselves, set boundaries Mm -hmm. and stand in their worth and walk away. Mm -hmm. And also not take responsibility for the other person because whether it's a narcissistic um, relationship or one where the other person's just like being lazy or like doesn't want to do the things they want to do or, you know, just isn't living their life, you know, to their fullest you're still not responsible for that person, whatever it is. So there's part of that. But then I'd say the other, the other piece of it is it's probably mostly getting back on like your blueprint items, like your path. And a lot of it has to do with worthiness. Yeah. Like standing in your worth, self-love, self-love is a big one with karmic relationships, like, and being, um, knowing that you're worthy of love and receiving love because oftentimes when a relationship turns toxic, there's probably not a lot of like true unconditional love there. It might be conditional love. It might be like attention. It might be like lust. It might be like, you know, drama or something else, but that's not unconditional love. So typically when a relationship turns toxic or something turns bad in a karmic relationship, that's also the big lesson is to know that you deserve unconditional love and that if your needs are not being met in that relationship, that it's up to you. It's your responsibility to go, to go, find that for yourself so you can manifest that in another relationship so karmic relationships then it doesn't necessarily mean you're like bound together for life whether it's a relation like a romantic relationship a friendship a family member like whatever it is it's like it doesn't mean that you always have to keep them around I guess is what I'm saying correct because everyone has free will you have to remember that free will is the number one like law of that no one can um, supersede in this lifetime. It's free will. And that I'm talking about like your guides, angels. That's why some people are like, why don't they do this for me? It's like, well, they can't, it's free will. You have to invite them in. You have to ask them to help. You have to tell them that you're ready to receive, you know, that's why we say ask for help because law of free will says they can't do things unless you ask for it. Right. So same thing within a relationship. No, you may go in planning that it's going to be forever or lifelong, but free will, if that other person chooses to go a different path or chooses not to like stand in their worth or chooses to take on narcissistic behavior and not heal their inner wounds and be somewhat abusive in emotional or mental ways, then, then you get to walk away. Like you get to end that contract because you also have free will. So no, it does not mean that you are bound to them for life. And I would also say, this is a huge theme I'm noticing, at least with my clients lately around parents Mm -hmm. and like our generation with parents of people coming in and dealing with like the shame of like, well, I don't, I don't have a relationship with my parents or I had to set boundaries around my dad, or I'm trying to figure out the boundary because he's so toxic, but he's my dad. And I'm like, doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you got to do what's right for you. You know, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting the result. And my favorite example of this is we talked about this in the podcast, I think a while ago, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry leaving the monarchy. Like, it wasn't working for them. And they left a lot behind. It was a huge risk. I mean, I know they oh, have money and all those things, but like, it was still a huge risk. Yeah. Huge. 
And they walked away because they weren't being treated with the respect they deserved. So they walked away. And I'm, I don't know yeah. what the relationship between them and the queen and all his friends or family and stuff is, but I'm guessing it has to be strained a little bit. I'm sure they're working on repairing it, but it's never going to be the same, but oh, that's yeah. okay because they had free will and Megan and Harry have free will and they're choosing differently, right? Those, their yeah. karmic relationships have now shifted. They're choosing differently. So yeah. The big, I and even so. look at like Princess Diana, speaking of the royal family, like she yeah. left, she left. She was like, I can't, you know, this isn't working for me. So that's where, you know, they, um, those are just the, I know, I think, I think people know of them, which is why I use them as examples. I'm sure there's like dozens and dozens, but those are the ones that people know about. So I use them no, as examples I, all the time. That's like the perfect example. And um, I think it puts it in a perspective too, for people like, it's okay if you're not, whether it's a karmic relationship a soul contract or soulmate, like whatever it is, it's okay to walk away if you're not being treated correctly or like as you should yep. be. And just because you have like the soul relationship with somebody else, like you shouldn't feel guilty for walking away. Yeah. Um, if it's not going, you know, how it needs to go for you to feel loved and worthy and all of those things. Yeah. Well, think- we feel guilt and shame mm-hmm. because we judge and we yeah. judge because we feel like it's not normal but I think we need to normalize like choosing the relationships in all areas of our life that truly align with us yeah and it's like one of those things too I feel like as you get older you realize that like nobody is really normal it's like what is normal like I literally don't think I've ever met one person that's like actually normal or has like a 1000% normal family or like you know what I mean it's like everybody has their shit and there's no shame in it yeah um okay so I'm very curious I have like a million questions about this and I hope that I can remember them all because I literally of course the one topic I literally wrote none of them down um but I hear the word like I know what a twin flame is because you and I have talked about I've picked your brain before but I want to talk about twin flames because I feel like that is the term just in pop culture and on like I don't know, you see it on like mugs, t-shirts, tote bags, bracelets, like whatever it is, like twin flame shit. And I'm like, it can't be that simple. Cause I knew you and I have talked about it before. And so can you give me first just the gist of like what actually is a twin flame? Like the correct what is a twin flame? Not the bullshit of like, here's half of a heart on a coffee mug and it says you're my twin flame and you're not. Okay. Well, I can only speak to what I believe and what I have learned through my work and channeling and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, because I do think there's actually even a little bit of divide in the spiritual community about this. Like you'll, I see some people posting and I'm like, I don't agree with that. So this is my take on it. Right. So you can take it or leave it. It resonates. I believe twin flames, like a true twin flame are extremely rare. And let me explain why technically the way I've learned is a twin flame is technically a soul that I don't know however many lifetimes ago was like one soul and it split and it wanted to see what the outcome would be or what the path would be if it took two separate, like, or took a decision and went two separate ways and truly went down like two totally separate paths. And then all those paths lead to all these different lifetimes and all these different things, right? You just, you told it like just split and it's like the same soul doing things in two different ways on two different paths and two different lifetimes. And that's why they're called twins. Cause it's literally like the same, mm-hmm. just like in a twin, like in a, like identical twins, it's the same like soul that's split. 
And then the big thing about twin flames is people claim that, oh, you can meet your twin flame in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. You get to get back together again. And it's going to be like beautiful in every way. You're going to be aligned in every single aspect, like physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, with like goals in life, with conversations, with past life, with history. We're just going to connect like on some level that no one else is ever going to understand and blah, 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 blah. And I just, I've never seen it. Like I have channeled for thousands and thousands of people at this point. I've been doing it for, you know, like at least honing my skills since I was like a teenager. So doing this work full-time now for two, three years, it's never come up once, not in a channeling, not from my client. Like it's never come through that that's someone's twin flame, whatever. Lots of soul contracts, lots of karmic relationships, nothing's mm -hmm. between flames because I don't think a soul, number one, I don't think a soul chooses to do that very frequently. And number two, like, again, the odds of that soul choosing that this exact lifetime to meet that twin again is like rare. Like there's hundreds of lifetimes happening all at the same time. So that's my soapbox on twin flames. I think they're rare. I think people like to think that they're great. I also think people use them as a reason to stay in toxic relationships for way too long. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, that is my twin flame. Someone told me that. No, they, that like, they don't exist like you think they do. And I also think it leads to that whole culture of like, well, that's my other half. And I think mm -hmm. lately, or at least now it's talking about in the wellness and health and wellness and spiritual community of like, no, you're a whole person. And this, and this other soul that you want to have a partnership, romantic relationship with, is just adding icing on the cake. Like they're just, they're just uh, adding more to your life because you're already complete. So I think we're starting to get away from it a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense. Now I need to like gather my thoughts for like, well, I'll add one other thing that three seconds in my head. Technically, I believe technically a twin flame is going to be a romantic partner because they're also going to meet you on like the physical level, like in like relationship, all that stuff. So I don't think you, I mean, you could joke that your best friend is like your twin flame, but like, I don't think that that's how people think of it. Like a twin flame is technically yeah. mostly romantic relationships and it could be like, it could be any, it could be guy, guy, girl, girl. I don't care. But yeah. if your romantic partner, typically um, your twin flame is going to show up as a romantic partner. If you do happen to find one in this lifetime and a soulmate or karmic relationship um, could be a romantic partner, but they can also be anyone else like platonic too. So it, I don't, I've never heard of a platonic relationship being a twin flame, but again, I just haven't heard of it or seen it. So I know you said that a soul might split because it wants to like experience two different paths. But what I'm curious about is like, as souls, I know that we experience so many different things, obviously like wildly outside of this lifetime. Like I remember in one of my readings, you know, you had said to me like, you have lived so, you are such an old soul. You have lived so many lives not as many of them like on this planet though, which I always thought was so interesting, but so it's like, clearly we're already experiencing so many different things. Exactly. Why which is why I don't split. The, I don't know. And that's the part of like twin flames that like, I haven't really like understood. So I'll believe it. I don't know the answer per yeah. se, I, because you're exactly right. Like, and look at like, anyway, I'm going to spoiler anyone who didn't listen to the last episode, but go listen to it. Look at that exact situation. Like what well first off what are the odds that I was the one that was channeling it but what are the yeah. odds that there were two young attractive males around the same age going like had their whole life ahead of them both died in the same way by a hit by a mm -hmm. um, car on a bike 
at like the same time of day in two big cities, like, like, well, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe I'm kind of like, but like they were literally the same, and same name. They had the same name. They had the same yeah. name. Like first name, at least like, what are the odds of that? I haven't seen the picture of the other sold island on my friend, but like, I bet you they look similar too. So yeah. like, my point is, is that I guarantee you like that somehow was like parallel life or something else coming through. Or, I mean, if you think of it, like if you want to take a step back, we're all one, right? We're all one source, one consciousness, yeah. imagining and looking at life with, okay, what does it look like if I have these set of beliefs and raised by these parents and live, live these experiences, what then? What observations, what things happen? What would I choose? What would happen? How would I resp- um, respond to that? What can I manifest? What things can I call in? That's what we're all here doing, right? Each individual one of us is saying like, well, with these things and this background and these ancestral traumas and this stuff that I want to heal, what can I accomplish? Yeah. What would I observe? What things would I be able to manifest? So in that respect, yes, there's tons of parallel lives and multiple things and realities, not stuff going at the same time. So yeah, well, I don't know why the soul would split. And that's why I think yeah. they're extremely rare. I don't think they exist. I believe they exist because it's a name and it's a thing and it's out there, but I just don't think they exist as commonly as people would like to believe. I yeah. think it's re- more that you have a, a contractor soul's karmic relationship with your partner versus a twin flame finding the other person. I do think it's out there. I just think it's rare. Because it why, why would a soul need to do that or want to do that, right? Like it probably would take a really big or traumatic event or something like that is what I would imagine way back in the day or something or a couple of lifetimes ago that would cause a soul to do that or want to do that. Yeah. I don't know. That would, that's my guess. That's what I like can't wrap my head around. I don't know. I can't either. That's why I don't like twin flames. Sorry. Um, I don't like them. It, I shouldn't say I don't also... like them. I just don't, I don't believe in them. I just, I really don't. I mean, I, I do believe, I do believe in them. I shouldn't. It's that you believe in them, but it's like, so like I have a friend who swore, like she used to tell me all the time she met her twin flame and it was extremely toxic, extremely toxic. And I was like, this is not your twin flame. This is a lesson, but like, this is not like, but she just convinced herself so much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just am like, like, I'm sure it's like you're saying, like, I'm sure it's out there and it's extremely rare, but like, and I don't think that twin flames or like even knowing about twin flames is like mainstream by any standard, but I do think for like a certain subset of people, it's just like justifying someone else's bad behavior. Ding, ding, ding which is why I don't love the twin flame conversation because it's back to that whole toxic relationship thing, right? People stay because they feel like it's their person or it's their twin flame or they have this lifetime commitment to them and this karmic relationship. They have to stay no matter how bad or toxic it gets. And it's like, no, no, Mm -hmm. no. You have, that's your ego trying to like convince yourself that this is the only thing or this is what you have to do versus actually owning up to your choices and allowing yourself to feel real love. Yeah. I also think like just talking about the twin flame thing and it's interesting because I also almost feels like it ties back into knowing that like you as a person, as a soul, et cetera, et cetera. It's like you are enough. It's like you don't have to search for your other half to complete you. It's like you already bring so much to the world. Like, Mm -hmm we don't need another not that we don't need another one of you like there's some people where I'd be like sure two of you maybe would be great but like most of the time like we don't need two of you 
Yeah. Um, interesting. I feel like that's, that's the extent of like, my knowledge on them. Like if you were to ask more questions, I they would have to get an expert on, but no, that's, and maybe if anybody knows a twin flame expert, reach out. Cause I would like, I just find it so interesting because I just now, I don't know. It reminds me of, so last night I started rebuilding like Harry Potter Legos. Cause that's like my soothing, like thing that I do is build Legos and I love Harry Potter. Did but you see twin- there's a new Harry Potter trivia show coming out? Yes, because I got okay. somebody I know is did the casting for it. Yes. Oh my god! I so thought I didn't you see it, but I TV. last year I got the stuff for the casting. Oh, it looks so good, and I did not know it was coming out in the world, and I'm like so excited. I think it's I think it's sometime in November, like around Thanksgiving or something. I don't know. Don't put oh, me on the date. So watch it. Oh um, my god, we have to watch it, and also I. Might have to read all the books so I remember everything because um, <laughs> and I want to wait. Scream at the TV. Not. Yeah. Um, the twin flame thing, though, like the soul swing, reminds me of Voldemort, which I know it's like not bad, yes. but like in yeah. Harry Potter, well, in Harry Potter, obviously it's bad, but like I almost am like, did a writer on Harry Potter, like, was were they spiritual? Is that where like Probably. the inspiration came from? Was like twin flames? It's like, what are the odds? You know what Probably. I mean? I know. I that's know. exactly it. Exactly. I mean, um, that's probably it. So, all right, yeah. we've discussed karmic relationships. We've discussed twin yeah. flames. I want to yeah. talk about soulmates. So there's so many people. It's interesting because, like, obviously, DJ, my husband, I greatly consider him my soulmate. Scout, my love of my life, my poodle, I consider him my soulmate. Like, there's people, like, friendships, like you, right? Like, I consider yeah. you one of my soulmates. Like Exactly. And I feel like we've been taught that like soulmates are purely or like mainstream that soulmates are purely it's like romantic. Mm-hmm. It's like your one end all be all love. Da, 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 da. And I almost like have this I'm like, I almost feel like we can have multiple soulmates in different ways in different roles in our lives. So I guess from your understanding of like higher powers, like what, what is a soulmate? And what does it mean? I mean, you just described it soulmate is someone that you have big I'd say big blueprint items to go through or move through or big karmic lessons, big soul contracts with, right? Cause like a karmic relationship is describing the relationship between the two soulmates. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. we were just talking about, about karmic relationship between two people, two souls, I like to define like a soulmate is someone that you have like a big karmic relationship with. Mm-hmm. Right. So So if we have, I guess, like many soulmates in this lifetime, what is like a good, I guess, I would say, I would say that like a soulmate is someone that you learn something from with, through, or from, if you go through a relationship, because I have dated, like I'm just using relationships, like it doesn't have to be romantic relationships. I'm just using it. Uh, you know, I've had exes in the past that I've dated for like a few months that I feel deeply were like soulmates for me because I learned so much and loved mm-hmm. so deeply, even though it was just a few months. Yeah. And I've also had guys that I've dated where I've dated for like a couple of years. And I also feel like those were soulmates for me because it was a deep relationship. It was, it took longer to build and like a little bit longer to end obviously a few years versus a few months, but yeah, so that was also a soulmate. And I learned a lot of lessons from that. I have friends that are like, 
I consider soulmates. So I, I define soulmate as someone that you're learning or moving through lessons, themes, healing in your life. Oh, so it's like basically anybody with like a big role in our lives Mm -hmm. where there's like a lot of, I guess, like give and take, it's considered a soulmate. Uh, That's how I define it is something that you're, you're there, you're receiving lessons and they're receiving lessons too. Oh, I like that. But it's not necessarily defined by the length of time that you're together. So again, going back to that, well, their lifetime, no. Yeah. Like I said, I truly deeply believe that I have had soulmates that I've only been like that I've dated, but it's only been a few months. Yeah. But they were, I consider them a soulmate. So it's not the length of time. I'd say it's the depth of the lessons learned that define a soulmate for you in this lifetime. Okay. That makes sense. And I like that. And I feel like it's a much broader view of what a soulmate actually is and like what it's meant to be. It's not yeah. just. Cause I believe they can be platonic. I got friends, you know, yeah. mentors, um, siblings. Yeah. You know, children, children could be soulmates for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I even like to think of pets as soulmates, but. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, don't know if that's I... weird. <laughs> no, I weird. don't think it is. I've said to you, I literally said it two minutes ago. I really think Scout is like one of my soulmates. Yeah. I think so too. So. I, when I channel pets, sometimes I feel like humans. So I'm going to go. might be one of your soulmates too. <laughs> well, he's just like in love with you. So I know. He's funny. Um, I just wanted to pull up. There's something I wrote down yesterday when I was meditating that I wanted to talk about at some point before we end because I feel like everyone's kind of having this issue right now. Um, is there anything I missed on karmic relationships, twin flames or soulmates that we like didn't cover? Like anything that I'm just too novice to even know to ask you about? (laughs) Um, no, I think, I think we covered it. I mean, I would just say in summary, like, you know, soulmates are people that you have karmic relationships with Mm -hmm. soul contracts, describe those relationships or the lessons that you're learning. So again, like Soulmates are people that you learn big lessons with, you know, through contracts with, and then twin flames, I just think are extremely, 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 extremely rare. Typically those are more romantic versus the other ones can all be like platonic friends, family. And then the last thing I'll just add is about, I don't think this, but add about um, like breaking a contract or breaking Mm -hmm. a karmic relationship or letting go. We kind of, we kind of danced around it, but I would just add that, you know, you have free will. You yep. can exit a soul contract, a karmic relationship with a soulmate at any point, at any time, right? And you also don't need the other person there to do the exiting. Like let's say it's a divorce or a toxic relationship and you just had to leave really quickly and then you're dealing with the aftermath and you're going to therapy mm-hmm. and you're doing all that stuff. You can clear the relationship and the contract without having to be in contact with that mm-hmm. person. Because if they're that toxic and whether it's a parent yeah. that you're no longer talking to or estranged from, or a sibling or whatever, you do not need to reach out to that person to end it, close it, heal it. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely achieve healing on your own. And my favorite ones for this are, you know, doing a cord cutting ceremony, especially around a full moon, which full moons are releasing. You can do it anytime though, but imagining a cord or string of light between your heart and theirs and like cutting it and thanking them for a lesson that you learned, right? Because we said soulmates mm-hmm. and karmic relationships are for the lesson. So thanking them for the lesson or the thing that you learned 
and then cutting the cord and saying, I release this from any, con- I release you from any contracts from past, present and future lifetimes. I'm complete. Mm. Or I release us from this relationship or from any past, present and future relationships, like cl- totally wiping the slate clean, so to speak. Mm. I like that. Cause I feel like it's something you have to know that you can do with something that, mm-hmm. or at least I wouldn't have even before mm-hmm. meeting you and talking about these things with you, like I wouldn't have even been aware that you could release yourself from these things. It's like not an mm-hmm. option that we're taught, I guess. No, yeah, but you can. I mean, it's take for my deep ones, it's taken me a couple of times to like do that and like really yeah. mean it. And someone else said to me recently, which I've kind of liked, is like almost disassociating from the contract, mm-hmm. like looking at it as like you, but you're out of kind of out of body, and then the other person, and then you kind of being the mediator and like imagining releasing both of you from the soul contract, letting it go, burning it just in your imagination, letting them go, thanking them and releasing it, but kind of disassociating and just being like, okay, this is not me anymore. I'm not in this anymore. I'm done. Like, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. Believe me. It's hard. Some of them are really hard to let go, but you have to really, really be ready to walk away or they're going to, and then, and then don't yeah. be surprised if they show up in your dreams or they're starting to stalk you on Instagram mm. or Facebook, because people notice people feel that energy of like, mm-hmm. wait, why is Cindy? Why do I, why am I thinking about Cindy all of a sudden? It's because I released you from a contract. Like that's mm. probably why you're thinking about, you know what I mean? So don't be yeah. surprised if they then like reach out or try and like stalk you on social media or whatever, because they can, people can feel energy. People can feel Just energy. Don't get sucked back into it. Don't get sucked back into it. In fact, I would even use that as like a little like, oh, it worked. Like, oh, they, I did something. They, they're noticing it. So I, re- I released something, you know, I almost like use that as a little like, positive. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is kind of a good segue into, so we're talking about that it's okay to end some of these contracts. Don't feel guilty. Like mm-hmm. if something's not serving you, like all these things, and it kind of goes hand in hand with saying no. And I feel like I've had so many conversations with friends lately, myself included right now, to be honest, where like, I am just drained and people are just drained from saying yes to so many things. And it's like, sometimes you say yes, and you don't even realize that you, you were like, wait a second, like, why did I say yes to that? Or I really meant to say no to that, or I did it out of like obligation or like relationship obligation or like whatever it is. And I got, um, a new card deck from Rebecca Campbell this week. Um, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's something about like working your light. That actually might be the name of the deck. It's not the, mm-hmm. the one that you and I love, but it's a different one. Yeah, no, um, I know. I have that one too. It's like the work your light Oracle deck or something from her. Okay. Well, okay. I was going to get it for you too, but if you already have it, I'm not getting it. Sorry. I already um, have it. No, I figured it's funny because I almost grabbed two of them when I was there and I was like looking and I was like, what are the odds that Cindy doesn't have this before I have this? I definitely already have it. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of, a lot of them. <laughs> I have a lot. So that's Sorry. okay. They, they told me before you told me you had yeah. it. That's okay. Um, but the card, so I was meditating yesterday and um. I had pulled a card for a question. I can't, I'm having a total line where I can't remember exactly what it was now, but the card that I pulled was all about boundaries and saying no. And the description was all about 
flipping our perspective and looking at saying no as an act of service and as a spiritual act and that like it's not selfish and like it's okay not to say yes to everything because when you continue to say yes to everything that's when like even if it's not the case like you feel taken advantage of and you feel resentful and all these things and like all of these are like very human feelings right like there's nothing wrong with feeling those um but I just feel like so many people that I'm talking to right now are like totally overburdened with commitments, like big, small, whatever it is that are stressing you. And I just love the fact that Rebecca Campbell, whatever this card was talked about saying no as a spiritual act, because it's so draining when you continue to say yes. And like, obviously you don't mean it. Um, and when you say no more often than you say yes, then when you do say yes, you're able to like give like unconditionally and like not feel drained because you mean it. So I just thought that that was really interesting. And I like had never heard it described that way. So I was like, okay, if I've never heard it described that way, probably there's some other people that haven't. And maybe like they need to hear this message too and stop saying yes so often. So it's okay to say no is the story. Yeah. It must be a theme right now. Cause my sister and I were talking about this and she was like, stressing over like committing to something and she got invited to something else and she wanted to do more and she like, didn't want to do this other thing. And I was like, you have to stop saying yes, just because you have yeah. quote unquote, like have nothing else to do that weekend. Like if you yeah. don't want to go, that means you don't go because the universe yeah. is testing you. They're trying to see like, okay, are you really serious about like up leveling yeah. and saying you want new friends and saying you want to do all these things and saying you actually want to like meet new more people. Cause if you keep saying yes to the old ones where you're like not yeah. in town and it's really hard and it's obligation, then you're not going to have time and space for the new ones. Yeah. Like, and that's where like, sometimes I've said no to things. I don't know why I'm saying no, but I'm saying no. And then it turns out later, I'm like, oh, I got invited to this thing, which was like what I really would have rather done, or I needed this time to like relax or whatever it is. So yeah, Yeah. it's, I think we're just taught from a young age, like, well, one to not trust our intuition, which I was just talking to like a group of moms about this. of like, don't like when your kids tell you they want to play soccer, don't try and convince them to do dance. Like that is their gut (laughs) saying they want to do soccer because they love it. Just because you don't find it acceptable for a girl to be playing soccer or you think she better off doing dance, I don't care. Like you're already, that is you teaching your child not to trust their intuition from like day yeah. one or whatever, you know? And then, then we learn, we can't say no because we said no to our parents. Like, no, I don't want to do dance. I want to do soccer. We got yelled at it. We got in trouble. Yeah. They tried to convince us. It's like from day one, we are taught to like, just listen. And it's like, yeah. and we wonder why people can't are indecisive, why people can't tune into their intuition, why they don't understand what their mind versus yeah. their intuition is because they're never taught it. Yeah. Totally. No, it's hard. Um, It's hard. I just was like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like also kind of just echoing what we were talking about, like going into the holiday season where there's so many commitments, like there's so many family obligations, like things like that. It's like, eventually you have to learn what is serving you and what's not. And that's okay. And there's no shame in it. Long story short, what we're learning in this episode is you probably haven't met your twin flame. A lot of our relationships are karmic or, and yes. you can have many soulmates, yes. both romantic and non-romantic and it's yes. okay to say no. So if you walk away, just learning those things, we're, we're doing great. We're hot off the press here. We either like gave a lot of people a lot of permission to do something or we really pissed off a lot of people with that. <laughs> I, you know, what are you going to do? It's not uh, the I'm first just, time like, I'm really sure. Curious. 
comment and people comment after this episode. For me, it's not the first time I've pissed a lot of people off. I'm confident about that. It's not the first, it's not the last. I know. Oh my God. So funny. Uh, All right. Well, on that note, everyone should go have a glass of wine. And thanks for getting slightly spiritual with us. We will be back with you shortly. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.